Hello, this is Gregory Novak. This is The Cunning of Geist. Welcome back. In this episode, I'm going to be speaking almost primarily about uh, Hegel's take on religion. And I believe this is a very important concept for Hegel. Um, certainly, Hegel was a philosopher. He wasn't a theologian. Um, however, as we covered in one of the previous episodes, he, he really looked at spirit as manifesting itself uh, through history, through uh, three vehicles, primarily through art, through religion, and then through uh, philosophy. So I wanted to spend a little more time and a little more in-depth review of what he had to say about religion. And we will be focusing a lot today on his take on Christianity. Um, first of all, in today's world, in uh, 2020, there is a, a tremendous a lot. Uh, a tremendous amount of skepticism about religion. Um, there are many today that feel it's just um, uh, an ignorant subject. It's um, it has no basis in fact. You can't prove any of it. It's for stupid people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, many think that religion is anti-science. That it cannot be compatible with science. That they have a whole different set of beliefs. And certainly there there's a lot of truth to that. Um, however, um, Hegel really pointed out that religion um, and philosophy both seek for the truth. And, and while they both seek for the truth, they do it in different ways. Religion uh, does it, expresses its perception of truth through what Hegel calls um, picture thinking, through images, through um, stories, through parables, through uh, myths. And philosophy is very different. It does it, obviously, through hard rational thinking. So these are the um, the major differences between philosophy and religion. But again, as I said before, I want to focus in this episode primarily on religion. Um, and I'll be talking mostly about Western religion. Um, and I have some familiarity with Hinduism, with Taoism, less so with Buddhism. But today we will be focusing on Western religion, particularly Judaism and Christianity, given their importance to Hegel. Now, Hegel obviously was in Germany in the early 1800s. He did not have a complete worldview, although he was pretty well versed in all the various religions across the globe. It certainly was not what we have access to today. Um, so his, his world in, in, that, in that period was very much a Christian um, worldview. He himself was a Lutheran. He claimed to be a Lutheran. However, he has a very unique take on Christianity, uh, very different and unorthodox, if you will. Um, and that's what I hope to cover in this um, podcast episode. So let's begin right at the beginning with uh, the story of Genesis in the Old Testament with Adam. Hegel immediately breaks with traditional religion here, and he says that um, the the fall of Adam and Eve was not um, some kind of a descent into evil, but it in fact was an awakening to self-consciousness. That's a very different take on the story. And um, what he shows, what he explains is that before people became self-conscious, they obviously were much more like animals and they lived uh, peacefully in the harmony of nature, if you will. Um, but once self-consciousness started to develop within human beings, then 
all of a sudden they had a knowledge of good and evil. Um, animals do not have a knowledge of good and evil, although it can be really rough in the jungle. You cannot claim one animal's evil to another. They're just following their, their blind instincts. And some of those instincts are pretty sophisticated, as we know, but still, they don't have a conception, a mental conception of, of good and evil. But Adam and Eve did, and our human ancestors, um, at some point at the, at the dawn of history, started realizing that they could think, that they had a consciousness, that they were self-consciousnesses, and that they could, um, um, they knew what was good and what was evil. Um, you know, for example, um, humans are the only ones that realize they can take their own life. Um, um, obviously, they can take the lives of others, and then they can... Um, evaluate that in terms of morals and what's the right thing to do, etc. So what did this mean, though? Again, going back to the Genesis story, it really means that uh, from that point on, there was a separation between man and God. Um, the, the story in the Old Testament goes that God threw Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden, and they had to go out and work by the sweat of their brow, etc., etc. And this um, image, this image of, a, of God is somehow separate. God is in heaven, and we are not in heaven. Um, it, it persisted. It's obviously central to Judaism, and I would say it's pretty central to traditional Christianity today as well. But Hegel offers a different approach to this whole story. Um, as I've covered before in previous episodes, um, Hegel um, teaches that spirit, mind, geist is in all of us. Um, we have it to call upon, and it really is what makes us special, which um, makes us different from the animals. Hegel then goes and takes the Christian story and shows how this occurs. And he, he does this through the story of Jesus. He actually wrote a really interesting thing called the story, excuse me, the life of Jesus. It was one of his first things that he ever put down on paper. And he sort of recast the whole story of Jesus's life through morals. Again, not miracles, not any of that stuff. It was just that Jesus taught a, a moralistic philosophy, if you will. And he, he went through all the various events of Jesus's life and put that into context of, of how a, a moral philosopher would, would look at it as opposed to the way it's currently written in the, in the New Testament. Anyway, the main thing that Hegel is saying about Jesus is that what happened here was a, a very historic event from a religious standpoint in that God became a person. God became man. Um, God was no longer separate. He was no longer above and beyond living on a mountaintop somewhere. God now is here in the flesh, in the form of Jesus. Um, so one way to look at this is that the old conception of God dies when Jesus becomes God-man. Um, and this is a, a classic othering in the Hegelian sense. We've talked about this before. This is a negation of God. God is negated and others himself into one Jesus. Um, the negation of God up in heaven um, and now God is here on earth as a man. It's a negation of um, the infinite God above into a finite person as, as Jesus. Now, Hegel goes on, though, and clarifies that um, although people before Jesus may have had a sense of the infinite within them, in, in, for this story to really um, have meaning, 
the transference of, of divinity from a God above to one person, it had to occur fully in one person. It's not just a partial you know, 10% or 20% kind of thing. It has to be 100% fully uh, man-God. Um, and this is what occurred with Jesus. Um, and obviously Jesus, uh, when he was alive um, at the time, he had to speak to the Jews of his day in a language that they understood. So he, he um, couched a lot of what he had to say in terms of Old Testament stories and, 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 um, and things like that. However, the basic concept that Hegel is saying is that the infinite God had to negate himself and become finite. Now, there's one other really important aspect of this. In order for God to become fully finite, in order for, in order for God to um, um, negate himself in another, um, the person that he uh, becomes in, in the finite world has to die. Um, and this meant that Jesus, as the, as the living embodiment of divinity, had to suffer and die. And that's because all finite things have a limit. Um, they have a limit in space. We, we are limited by our bodies in space, and we're also limited in time by our life. We, there was a time before us that we weren't here, and the time after us um, uh, when we're not here either. And, th and that is what a limit means. And that, that's what it means to be finite. And to become fully finite, Jesus had to die. So you now have a second death, if you will. The, the first one was God dying and becoming Jesus, not, fit, not literally dying, but the, there's no more God. God's now one person and Jesus. But now in order to fully manifest the divinity as a finite thing, finite person, Jesus had to die. So what happens then? Does, is, is, there, is there nothing? No. We have the resurrection. But not the resurrection as is, as is told in the Old Testament. What, what Hale claims is that um, the spirit, mind, geist is resurrected now, is, is fully resurrected in the community of all, of, of all human beings. So we all now can share in the, um, um, the, the infinite. Uh, we, we now all can have the infinite within us as part of us, as a guide for us, um, because of this. Um, so in a way, this is almost like a, a atheistic Christianity. I, um, I think Zizek um, uh, speaks about this, that God is not some person on a mountaintop. It's not something above and beyond us all. It now exists within us all. And from a religious standpoint, from a picture thinking narrative, from a myth standpoint, this is explained through the story of Christianity as Hegel interprets it. So now, you know, one could say, well, uh, why couldn't we just say that the spirit was in this? Why do we need the story of Jesus? Um, well, there seems, according to Hegel, from a religious standpoint, there needs to be a reconciliation between God and man first. And this occurs with Jesus. Um, and again, I, I said in the beginning, this is a religious story. This is not philosophy. Um, the story of Jesus is not in Hegel's Science of Logic. It's not in his Encyclopedia of the Philosophical Sciences. Um, it's just how he believes one should interpret the Christian story, the Christian narrative. That's his interpretation of it. That's why he calls it the revealed religion. 
um, he felt that that his take on Christianity was the ultimate, uh, the best form, the best way to take religion, um, and that is that 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 uh, God, uh, true infinity, uh, is is within us all. Within our finite lives, we have access to the infinite. And if you want to look at it from a religious standpoint, Christianity, according to Hegel, the way he looks at it is is the way to go. So this is obviously not orthodox. Christianity. Most um, all believers in Orthodox Christianity would say, "Well, that's that's a nice story, but that's not the way it is." Um, according to Hegel, there 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 will be no second coming of Jesus. Um, Jesus did die um, on the cross, and um, the resurrection happened at the time um, that the Holy Spirit, if you will, or Spirit Geist, went into all of us, went into all people at all times. So this is true infinity. This is um, uh, what it means for us by loving our brothers and sisters, coming together in spirit. Um, we transcend the finite. Um, you know, Jesus did say uh, to his disciples, they asked him, how will we know uh, when you come back? How will we know you? And he said, if two or three or more of you come together um, in, in, in spirit, in the right spirit, I will be there. And that's what he meant. And that's what... Um, that's what Hegel is saying here as well. So again, there's a lot of um, negativity today in religion, but I, I think it's important to note that uh, religion has played a very civilizing effect um, um, on, on people. Um, certainly um, Judaism at the time, 3,000 years ago, um, 2,000 years ago, uh, brought a, uh, a sense of morality and a, and a better way to handle one's life than some of the older religions, say the Romans at the time. I'm not going to get into detail, but but Judaism certainly brought a more um, moralistic view to how one should live their life, you know, the Ten Commandments and all. And then certainly Christianity, when it started, um, you know, in the centuries following Jesus, um, they also had a major role to play in, in terms of uh, uh, um, civilizing people. Um, the early Christians took a, a lot of um, um, emphasis on uh, feeding the poor, um, taking care of sick people, um, extending themselves beyond their own person and their own family to the community. And certainly, um, it, it's interesting, women played a pretty big role in the spread of Christianity early on in the early centuries, because according to the Christian doctrine now, according to this story, all people are now can share in the in the in the spirit in in Geist uh, because of what happened because of the resurrection. It's not just for um, citizens or men or um, noblemen or, or um, royalty. It's for everybody. Absolutely, everybody now can partake in in the um, in the infinite spirit. So you know, Christianity brought a lot to civilization. And um, but but again, today we live in a very secular scientific world, and all that is good. And um, I just wanted to uh, spend at least one episode covering Hegel's unique um, perspective on Christianity. You know, he taught us to respect religion, even though it is um, surpassed by pure rationality and his philosophy. And as I said before, he taught both religion and philosophy seek truth, but religion does it through picture thinking, through stories, myths, parables, as I said before, and philosophy does it through hard thinking and rationality. So that's all I have to say on this subject, and thank you for, for coming back to the, uh, the Cunning of Geist, and we will see you next episode.